Hey, 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 long time no talk to my Be Easy listeners. I thank you for staying up with me. I thank you for, you know, continuing to rock with me even when I have to take long breaks and, you know, just staying with me. Consistency is hard when life, you know, just takes a hold sometimes and consistency can be really hard when you have so many things going on and you're having to keep, you know, revamping your schedule, figuring out where things fit in, figuring out, you know, how you can keep life afloat and things of that nature without you know, doing a whole lot of interrupting of other things that you have going on. So I, again, I thank you for staying up with me. I thank you for continuing to rock with me. And um, I hope that you continue to stay with me in this journey. Um, In the wake of Nipsey Hussle's uh, tragic death, I felt compelled to do a... um, a podcast and lately I have just been taking my mornings to really study the word and get involved within myself um, understanding where I needed to change or where I needed to revamp who I am as a person um, recognizing where there are damaged goods within me not that my content of who I am is bad or that I am a bad person it's just that some things that have happened to me over the course of my life have been undealt with and at this point in time in my life it's time to deal with them it's time to conquer them get over some things and things that may be you know, holding me back from certain places or, you know, doing certain things. It's time to let those things go. Sorry, y'all. I'm in the car doing this podcast. So I'm getting myself situated and getting the air cut on versus all of the windows. So you don't hear all of that wind in the background. Um, so, you know, I, I, in that process, you know, um, have rediscovered some things about me. I have rediscovered Chanel and rediscovered uh, some things that make me tick, things that really, really uh, needed some some working on. Um, I realized that I have been super guarded about a lot of things in my life Um that I needed to, um, you know, get squared away. I also realized that um, life is really, really short. It's not something that I didn't already take into account or something that I didn't already have in mind. It's just one of those things that when life takes over, that is something that is not on your mind. It's in the back of your mind. You know that life is short, but you take that saying for granted. Um, Nipsey Hussle's passing, like I said, was super tragic at a moment where he's really coming to the height of who he is. He's able to do more for the community than he was already doing he was a pivotal role model he was changing lives changing his life 
uh, showing his kids what it is like to be a positive role model for others, um, being a um, an activist in your community, trying diligently to bring people together even if you continuously rep the set that you from which is fine but showing people how to be able to live without it necessarily resorting to violence and manifesting in ways that can be more detrimental to other people and your family and things of that nature understanding getting people to understand that revenge is not always the way to resolve the situation um we as people allow our flesh to take over what it is um that we do we react versus respond and things of that nature um the the gentleman and i know that's probably not the word that anybody would call him um but i have empathy for him too because he evidently is dealing with his own set of issues that is unresolved and our flesh would say no he knew what he was doing um but it's a cowardice move to kill a person over a personal dispute which leads me to believe there is a deeper rooted issue within that young man that needs prayer he needs healing he needs a level of something that no human can give us god made us in his image which is spirit first and then flesh um we have allow flesh to take over so completely that we for the most part disregard a human life we talk about people their weight their disfigurations their uh deformities we talk about their learning disabilities their disabilities period you know we talk about things as if people don't have scars that we know nothing about and all scars aren't visible all scars aren't you know to the eye and everybody is not comfortable with sharing their story uh they don't see that their story could help someone else because they haven't learned how to quite cope with their story they haven't quite been able to come to that place where they are strong enough to say you know what i am strong I made it through this. I conquered that. I didn't stay in the midst of hell. I fought my way through and I know someone else is out there. Sometimes we're still fighting through our journey, our stories. I mean, you're going to always fight through your journey. Like as long as you are still alive, you should be ever-changing, ever-growing, continuing to become. You should never stop becoming because you never stop learning. You never stop growing. You never stop changing. You're not going to be the same person at 60 that you were at 16 or the same person at 35 that you were when you were 21. Nipsey's death and so many others, not just Nipsey, uh, but so many others have really shown us that you have to, things that 
I'm not going to say necessarily matter not because they do. They help to define who you are and how you handle situations and deal with people and, and how you respond in those moments. However, your situations that no longer serve you purpose to help you continue to propel forward and get you to the next place in your journey... It's time to deal with them, let them go and move forward. It is vitally important that we teach our children that. Okay, so somebody said you had big feet. They look like skis. Okay, well, you know what? I had big feet when I was little too. Like my body had to grow into my feet. And we have to teach our children how to stay powerful within themselves, how to be strong even when people have something to say about them and and get them to understand that flaws are visible and invisible flaws are within everyone and because you don't point out other people's flaws doesn't make you um less than you know they are or they aren't less than you just they are either raised differently, either they are being picked on by someone who is older than them. I'm sorry, you all. Um, someone that is older than them and or a situation where they just simply, you know, don't, they don't know how to deal with their own issues. So they take it out on someone else. I uh, am like like such in a place where I am having revelations about me and it's amazing at how much I have learned about Chanel when I let my guard down when I let my walls fall so that I can um, learn how to accept more help I can learn how to trust people more. I can learn how to be vulnerable in those vulnerable moments. I can learn how to be very um, powerful and powerful in the right way. That when people say to Chanel, oh, you should be a motivational speaker because you really just helped me through this situation. You gave me the right words. You made me feel empowered by what you have said that I can live by what I share with others. And it is 100% truthful. Um, there are going to be things that I still battle with. I, I was looking at an interview some time ago on Kirk Franklin and he is a man of God. He's human. Let's not forget that just because we say he's a man of God or a man of the cloth does not, you know, strip him of being human. He doesn't get a higher platform like people would like to put pastors and reverends and everybody else on. I get why, but um, he's still human and he battles with things just like everybody else. He battled with uh, he battled with a relationship with his dad, and he found out that um, that his dad was dying, and that um, he 
didn't have the best relationship with him. So it was important for him to reach out to his dad to um, let his guard down enough to go and talk to him and to be able to um, confront his issues head on so that he could continue to grow in his journey and become the better version of Kirk Franklin that he was when you know, the day before he went to see his father. So it is important that we, you know, we keep growing. Also, I was having a conversation with my sister and she said, um, well, she's my cousin, but she's really close to me like a sister. Um, She is getting a, a tattoo and it said, embrace the uncomfortable. Embrace the uncomfortable. In order for you to live your best life, in order to you for you to fulfill whatever the purpose is that you are here on earth, you must be able to embrace all of the things that come with that. You must be able to embrace all of the crazy moments when stuff just seem like it's gonna go 100% awry when things just seem like they are simply um, gonna fall apart in your life in order for you to live and continue to be the best version of yourself and in so many different ways businesswoman businessman mom dad all of that um wow something tragic tragic is happening right now i can't quite tell but it it seems like it's time i'm giving this message at the right moment we have to learn to live live in such a way that it's overflowing with joy and happiness. Um, we, again, tend to allow our flesh to consume our thoughts and manifest things in a way that God would not have us to live and to be as, as people and fighting each other, killing each other, talking about each other, not supporting each other, backstabbing each other, all of these things that hurt one another and stifle at the same time our own growth. The hole you dig for someone is the very same hole that you're going to fall into. And God is going to show you in front of your face how he's going to bless that person that you are digging the hole for. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And I want to leave you with this uh, food for thought while I'm taking the commercial break. What would it take? for you to live a life of abundance and 100% and I am not talking simply about money look deep within yourself what would it take what would it take excuse me for you to be able to live a life in abundance think about that and just 
spark up a conversation with your family while you're sitting around a dinner table and use this as a way to communicate with each other what it would take for you all to live a life of abundance and start to set those things in motion. I'm going to take a quick commercial break and when I come back, I'm going to continue on and uh, finish this podcast out. All right, all right, all right. So we are back and we are continuing on with embracing the uncomfortable and understanding, you know, how to live our best lives. What it takes, what would it take for us to live or for you to live your best life? I know that I am on that journey of living my best life. I realized that I was holding on to stuff that no longer served me a purpose. I realized, and and here's the thing, I was listening to a sermon, um, and it was a two-part sermon um, on damaged goods. It is a YouTube page called Transformation, and I was listening to it, and I was like, you really know what? I'm not, like, the show of me doesn't necessarily look like what I've been through not old and withered and torn and destroyed but the under part under my flesh is what has been broken and destroyed however the content of who I am as a person the content of me as an individual is still good I still have a good heart I still have a good spirit. I still want to help people. I still want to see people succeed and and do great in life. I still want to ensure that children are receiving the love that they deserve. I still, in me, you know, that little girl part of me still wants to save the world and make, make sure that everybody is okay. And I know that in order for me to fulfill what my purpose is, that stuff that no longer serves as a part of my purpose in my life, I got to let go. It's time to let that thing go. It's doing nothing for me. And again, as I said earlier, um, Nipsey Hussle's death just gave me more revelation about so many different things on top of the fact that it struck at how short life is. He was 33 years old at the time of his untimely passing. And I think about the fact that he was a silent investor to open up a roller skating ring so that people had somewhere positive to go. So that 
um, children that were in his neighborhood could be a part of the STEM program, bridging the gap between his community and the community of those that, you know, were all Caucasian or upper class or however you, you know, uh, put it or would like to put it. Um, assisting those that were less fortunate with being able to get a job, get haircuts, um, buying out the community uh, shopping center so that people that don't have transportation to make it to good foods or a better way of living or good clothing or things of that nature had a way to get there. And I know that in order for him to be able to succeed, he had to let some things in his life go. He had to uh, do some changing and some manifesting and, you know, some soul searching in order to get to where he is. Um, and with that being said, that just struck a chord like Chanel life is way too short for you to still be holding on to things that serve you no purpose. That's going to do nothing for you at all. And I've mentioned time and time again, self-reflection is always the hardest thing to do because it takes you out of your comfort zone. It puts you in a place of vulnerability and exposing the truths of you, uncovering the lies that you may have been telling to keep people from asking about certain situations. But we don't realize that our testimonies and our stories really do help and shape other people for them to know that they are not alone, for them to know that they are not 100%, you know, the only person that has dealt with this type of situation and that was able to fight their way through. She's getting Embracing the Uncomfortable tattooed on her as a remembrance of all the things that she has conquered, that she has been through, that she is surviving through, all of the things that she fought hard to be able to stand up against and stand toe-to-toe on when in moments of adversity and trial and tribulation that she simply was able to stand through prayer, through friendships, through so many different things that have helped her to make it through, she made it through. And 100%, you know, am proud of her for making it through. Definitely 100% like, you know, go for the tattoo. If it is your way to mark your growth and the fact that you wholeheartedly, um, fought and are fighting through during your your journey imagine what her testimony is gonna be like for her children for her grandchildren you know um it saddens me that at a moment when so many activists and so many um philam I can never say that word, philanthropist. If I'm wrong in how I said that, please go over to the Facebook Be Easy page and blast me out for that because I cannot say that word. That is the hardest word for me to say, and I don't know why. I can say philanthropic, 
philanthropic. Yeah, see, I'm all done. I'm getting myself confused trying to say it. But nonetheless, it's unfortunate that at the moment where they make it to a process or a point where they are speaking truth and they are quote unquote woke and um, they are revealing things to the community that we may not be privy to, we lose them. They die. They're killed. And, and it's always so senseless. So in in a way that is just overly ridiculous. Like I can't even imagine. I just, I can't even imagine what was going through Nipsey's mind at a moment where he's like, I'm just beginning to really live. I'm just beginning to do what it is that I've been set to do. But I do also believe that God um, does all things for a reason. And I wholeheartedly believe that Nipsey served his purpose to awaken us in a time when we needed to be woke. And I pray that we don't let Nipsey's passing go in vain because we always get this this thing, this revolutionary thing at that moment that happens. Black Lives Matter, we scream it out, we, we go hard for it, and then it fades away. The Me Too movement, we go hard for it, we put all these people on public blast, ruin their lives, you know, um, some are factual, some are unfounded, you know, some are, are trumped up charges. We don't know we weren't there, but the Me Too movement then dies. We get these things that are popping off and happening and we, again, like I said, get these revolutionary movements that's happening and then they die. And what do we do? We don't, you know change laws we don't have other community activists that are really willing to step up and take charge of what it is that the person that has passed away you know charge themselves with doing and i do believe that god set people in place to do certain things and make certain things happen and you know um and put them in charge of being the David to slay Goliath. I do. I 100% believe that. But I also believe that we are all endowed with something that is revolutionary. I believe that we are all endowed with something that could help to finish and see some things through. Nipsey was working on a documentary um, about Dr. Sebi and it seems that those that are working, those that were uh, working on documentaries or anything that, you know, is of great importance, always finds themselves in the midst of something. It's like 
it's like they have a, a, a target on their back. It was also brought to the public's attention that Nipsey was going to sit down with the police as a way to figure out how to stop the violence and bring about peace in the community. And I really feel like... I, I don't know. Like, it just seems so crazy, so odd that this man... I don't know. What I do know is that it's tragic. It's painful to lose someone who's doing so many great things for the community. So many um, powerful things to help our children. A pivotal role model. It, it just, it hurts. It hurts. And it should definitely be an eye opener to everyone. I don't care who you are, what your culture is, what race you are. It does not matter. It should strike a chord within you, not just black on black crime. Why are these people crying black lives matter if they're killing themselves? No, strike a chord that if we learn to come together as a human race and learn to embrace each other's differences, live our best lives, stop worrying about what the next person is doing, talking about that person, belittling that person, downplaying that person as if they do not matter, as if they are, their lives are less important than yours, that as in... Um, if your rich money can buy your ticket into heaven, like if we learned to embrace people, embrace the unknown, embrace the uncomfortable, we would be in a much, much, much better place, legitimately. But we don't know how to do that because everything is based off of well, what we've been taught and what my parents stood for and what my grandparents were about and things of that nature. No, I'm not going to let you disrespect me. No, I'm not going to let you disrespect my grandfather and all that he stood for and worked hard for. However, I also know that I have a moral compass and I know that I can't continue to go around and act like everyone else if I am speaking positivity and about growth and change. I have to be a part of that solution and not that problem. And I will no longer be a part of a problem where I can make a change, make a difference, where I can show that I can back up what I speak. I was already practicing what I speak. However, I'm taking who I am to a higher level so that I can continuously grow and be a better me and I can serve my purpose the way that God has set for me to serve my purpose. That's exactly what Nipsey is do was doing. That is exactly what we should be doing. That is how we should be living, not living to hurt 
torture, belittle, or do anything else to someone else. Because I'm telling you, if the tables were turned and the shoe was on the other foot, you would feel some particular type of way if somebody was doing that to your family. So be mindful and be careful how you treat people. Make sure that you are taking a really good look in the mirror and, and reflecting upon the fact that you are not perfect. It's time to make a change. It literally is time to grow up. It's time to do things the right way. Here is another food for thought question. What are you willing to go through to destroy the pain that you have been carrying around all your life because someone did something to you? What are you willing to do to put yourself in a better position of love? no walls blocking you from enjoying life with other people who may not necessarily look like you talk like you walk like you dress like you act like you think like you believe in what you believe in parent how you parent not saying that you'll agree with everyone or find everyone's life you know in accordance to the way that you are wanting to live But what are you willing to do in order to find yourself in a happier, much more full, abundant life? Are you willing to embrace the uncomfortable? Are you willing to go through whatever it is that's necessary for you to go through? You know... I say this, status, money, fame, titles, positions, go to some people's heads because that's what they thrive off of. That's what they need. That's what they have to have in order to feel like their value within themselves is great. Your value is not greater by that money or that position or that title or what have you. Because when you lose all of that, what do you have left? What? What do do you have left? You still have yourself. But who are you? Who are you in the wake of you losing that position? don't have to get knocked to your knees before you understand that pride before humility will always take you down. How can you be prideful? How? I don't get it. How can you be prideful? When you yourself, okay, yes, you did your part. You worked hard. You went to school. You paid your dues. You paved the way. I get it. I got it. But you didn't do it alone. There were people in your life that were cheering you on. 
There was somebody in your life that was praying for you. There was somebody in your life that was doing something. God was watching out for you. He was surrounding you with his angels, a hedge of protection to keep you safe while you was out there partying and acting like a fool and cutting up that you made it back to your dorm room safely, that you made it to your house safely, that you didn't get into a car accident and kill somebody else. And if you did, then maybe that was your lesson of things that you needed to go through to wake up. We all go through things. We all get knocked down. But it's not about how hard you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get up and keep fighting and pushing through another day to live your best life. Life is way too short. My mother just lost one of her really good friends that she's been friends with since middle school to cancer. My mother is grieving right now because she lost someone that was like practically like a sister to her. I grieve for my mother that she's grieving. And I also share with my mom that to be absent to the bo- from the body is to be present with the Lord. And because I know that, I'm thankful that she is present with the Lord and not here on earth suffering. She was the life of the party. She had a good time. She let nothing stop her from smiling and being jovial and upbeat and just pushing her way through. She fought as hard as she could with cancer. She battled that thing until the end. And she no longer has to suffer, but she lived. She didn't just exist, she lived. She didn't just work to pay bills, she lived. She had a good time. And those that she has left behind, yes, they mourn her loss because she's no longer physically here. But they also remember her spirit and how warm she was. It's time again to make a change. You can't pace your life expecting that God is just going to give you the next 50 to 70 years to do all of these things. Live like it's your last day. Don't just live for today. Go out. You want to start a business? Start the business. What you waiting on? You want to have children? Let me tell you something. The economy is ever-changing. You will never be 100% prepared and ready for what a child can bring into your life. They can flip it and turn it upside down, and you think you're ready and prepared, and you just may not be ready and prepared. I get it. You want to be financially set for your child, but guess what? You could be pregnant and lose a job, and then what? God never promised it was going to be easy. He just promised that he would never leave you nor forsake you. Times are going to be hard. 
but it's about being able to endure. It's about being able to embrace the situation when it's uncomfortable for you. It's about knowing that God got your back no matter what. And just because you're going through this hard time right now, joy does come in the morning. You will get through it. One of my really good, good friends. And I know this is a much longer post, but I just, I had it on my heart and I had all of this on my mind. And I hope it just doesn't seem like a ramble that it makes sense of tying everything together of Nipsey and embracing the uh, uncomfortable and, you know, living your best life. Um, And if it didn't, please go to the Be Easy Facebook page and let me know. Like, Chanel, that didn't make sense. I need you to do a redo. (laughs) Just let me know. One of my really, really good friends um, recently divorced and um, she is now a single mom of two and she is out there, you know, grinding, hustling, trying to finish school, get a boys through school, you know, make sure that she can maintain. And the one thing that I kept sharing with her is stop secluding yourself. You are not alone. You have a team of sisters that are here to help you through anything that you need help, whether it's picking up the kids from school, whether it's cooking dinner for you, whether it's babysitting, whether it's giving you a break, whether it's taking them to their games and just allowing you to sleep, whether it's helping you with your homework, whether it's coming over to throw a load of laundry in the washing machine just so you can not have to get up, whether it means giving the youngest one a bath and getting him in the bed, whether it's just giving them some hugs just so they know that they're not alone. Don't seclude yourself. Because when you as the adult seclude yourself, you seclude your children and your children end up feeling the pressure and the stress and the strain of all that it is that you are enduring and that you are going through. She had a moment of weakness where she was ready to go back to the situation that she left. And I had to snap her out of it and like, hell no, absolutely not. That is not an option. If I have to take half of my check to give it to you and talk to my husband like, hey, honey, this is what I need to do because this is where my spirit is leading me. Then that's exactly what I will do. But do not seclude yourself. Do not think that you are out here doing this alone because you are not. Do not think that for one second that you made the wrong decision to get out of a marriage that served you no purpose that is not tied to your destiny. Your destiny of where you need to go cannot manifest into your life if the mess that is around you is blocking and you won't put up the fight or have the strength or the energy or the effort to push through. There are going to be times that you are pushing adversity and you're going to have to push people aside and push them away from you and pray and ask God, you know what? I need you to remove people out of my life so that I can reach what you have in store for me but you have to be willing again to embrace the uncomfortable so then she finds out after a friend treats her um to a mini vacay so she can breathe and have a break she comes back to find out that now she needs to move and she has 30 days to do it and at a time when you are already taking one blow of 
trying to stay afloat with bills, your faith gets weary. Mm-mm. Wrong time for your faith to get weary. And I told her, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. You continue to pray. You continue to go to church. You don't allow your faith to get weary in a moment where things just seem like you can't handle anymore. I'm going to repeat again. Why stay stuck in hell when that's not where you want to be? And it is not the time to be given up. You fight through that hell and you tell the devil where he can go and how fast that he can get there. He can go to the further depths of hell as far as I'm concerned and stay there. But he doesn't hold no chains around your ankles to keep you there. So I said, honey, I asked if she found a place. I'm looking for places that staying within the area. I didn't find anything. And I said, God is not for me to find nothing. It's for you to connect with her and allow her to do this because this is her journey. It is my job to stay in prayer for her, to let her know that I'm here when she needs a hug, just hear my voice, to pick up the phone and just check on her. That is my job because I literally came up with nothing no place within her budget within her means within the area that she was trying to stay in for the school district for her children and she found it god dropped it right in her lap and was like baby here you go all i needed you to do was just trust me all i needed you to do was stay prayed up all i needed you to do was continue to do your part because faith without work is dead so continue to do your part so that i can do my part and give and you give me something to bless because i know that you have it there and i just need you to believe that it's already worked out and is already there for you so now this weekend we're gonna have a packing party Get my girl up out of the house that's being sold and move her into a new place. We're going to bless it. We're going to ask God to continue to cover it, cover her, cover the, you know, the kids and, and, and keep everybody in perfect peace and in happiness. And let her know that you, again, are not alone and you don't have to go and and fight the fight by yourself but also be willing to embrace the uncomfortable and let your sisters know what you are going through as you are going through it so that we can help you so that we can be there for you so that we can get you through there's no point in fighting it alone if you don't have to there's no point in being weary when you don't have to be when you have a team of people you just have to learn to trust that those people are going to have your back. And if you feel like when you look at the circle around you and they don't inspire you to be great, they don't inspire you to do better, they don't inspire you to be want to be better, then that's not the circle for you. You got to let them go. You, it, they, They're just not, they're not the ones for you. As I bring this podcast to a close, I just simply say this to you all. Continue to fight. Continue to be willing to embrace the uncomfortable. Continue to be uh, willing to fight the good fight and continue to be willing to endure because joy and the light does come in the morning. Make sure in this process that you please pray for Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle's family, especially the children. Cameron 
which is biologically um, Lil Wayne's son lost his stepdad, which can be just as devastating as losing a biological parent. So let's make sure that we pray for all of them. His oldest child that is from a previous uh, relationship before Lauren London please take the time to pray for her as well because now her child is also without a father times like these are extremely hard and it is for us to learn how to let go of hatred and stop being the source of our own demise and then want to play victim and blame others for it I thank you again for listening. This is Chanel with the Be Easy Podcast. And you all have a blessed and wonderful Wednesday.